Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019, and welcome to episode number 659 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will always start things off with our Wrestling News and Views here segment, which will be brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Geralmo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us for bringing us tonight, tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here for the evening is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is a 2000, the first 2016, I should say, WWS Hall of Famer. And also, of course, another member of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway here with tonight's festivities, let's go ahead and bring J.D. and John in and say welcome to both of them on what should be a grade A USDA choice explosive and uh, <clears throat> and, and and also tightly packed dynamic episode six, 659 of Revolution. And no, everyone doesn't have a price because there's certain people are going to get their, you know, what hand it's home. Well, I agree 110%. I do agree with that. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's live video feed comes to us from one of our veteran groups in the WWS stable of groups on Facebook, that group being, of course, WWS Legacy. If you care to join us through, join us for our live video feed for Revolution episode 659 <clears throat> through WWS Legacy tonight, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash legacy standing. If you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, <clears throat> which will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, will be, of course, a rundown of what took place last night on Monday Night Raw. A lot of implications, of course, of coming up on Money in the Bank, of course, which will, which will be coming up on May 19th. And and also, of course, uh, we'll have some gear. We'll have 100% guaranteed thoughts about all that tonight, folks. Plus, also, we'll be having some wrestling, some, some wrestling extras and also some other fun stuff here. But uh, we can have a talk here, of course, going on here amongst us here in the panel. Way too tough to handle tonight. And so, <clears throat> another fun stuff. So be sure to check. So be sure to stay, stick around here because it will be a huge evening. No, there's no doubt about it. Let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and views here segment. And here to bring it to us from King Ice is the Ice Man, Jared Duvalmo. JD, what's going on here in our wrestling news scene this evening? According to reports, Charlotte Flair and Andrea C. and Almas' romance is getting serious in quick order, according to a new report. According to TMZ, the two have gone, quote, very serious very quickly, 
according to sources close to them. The couple went public with their relationship at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony earlier this month. The site notes that Charlotte has begun wearing a ring on her wedding finger and says that while no one is sure if they are engaged yet, however, they, no one is explicitly denying it, however. Reports of the couple being romantically involved began in February. Andrea was initially moved to Raw in the Superstar Shake-Up last week, but then shipped back to SmackDown yesterday, where Flair remains. The, that move was not done for the cups, couple specifically, though. Rather, it was so that Fox would have more Latino stars to promote on the brand when it moves to Fox later this fall, however. Meanwhile, however, in other news, WWE reportedly has moved backlash back to June 23rd. In an update from a story over the weekend, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, stated today that WWE has not canceled June's backlash event, but that they have moved the event back a week to June 23rd. The show will now take place from Tacoma, Washington. Meltzer previously reported that the event, originally scheduled for Father's Day, June 16, had been canceled as WWE will be holding their next Saudi Arabia show on June 7 and didn't want to run events on back-to-back weekends. The June 16 event in San Diego is now a regular live event with Monday Night Raw set for the following night, June 17, and June 18, SmackDown Live in Ontario, California. The 24th, however, will be a show supposedly in Everett, Washington, and June 25th, however, will be SmackDown, as Raw and SmackDown will follow the show in Backlash. WWE is yet to confirm the next Saudi Arabia show or Backlash as of yet. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, mind you, however, Bray Wyatt sent out a cryptic tweet following his return to Raw last night, however, where he played the host of a children's show called Firefly Funhouse. Following the segment, however, he posted a couple of cryptic tweets to keep the gimmick going. To see a ghost, you have to believe in it. It saddens me so <laughs> me that you all missed so much. Her. Oh, well, maybe next time. I had a chainsaw when I was a kid, and I turned out awesome, however, said Bray. Uh, let's see, however. Some other news to report, however. We did hear, however, believe it or not, however, some other news, however. I just saw a second ago, so bear with me, folks, however. Uh, where is it? I just saw it a second ago. Well, we... Okay, here we go. Also during today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer had an update on the current situation for Sasha Banks. As previously reported, Sasha is still reportedly unhappy over losing the tag titles at WrestleMania 35 and tried to quit after the event. WWE then reportedly gave her some time off to cool her head before making a final decision. According to Meltzer on Observer Radio, the situation is unchanged and they are right now at a stalemate. Meltzer added, the word is that if she wants to sit out the rest of her contract, she can sit out the rest of her contract. And of course, if you know what that means, that means she's going to be sitting out forever because they're going to add time for not working. He went on to describe, while WWE can keep a lot of unhappy talent under contract, that those same talents sign multi-year contracts knowing that they can't just leave and go somewhere else if they get angry with WWE. Meltzer added that WWE is at, has a quote, ton of people who want to leave, but they can't leave. Another superstar recently asked for his release was Luke Harper, who shared the news on his Twitter account. Additionally, WWE granted the release of the Perfect Ten Ty Dillinger and Hideo Tommy earlier this year. Also, The Revival was rumored to have requested the releases earlier this year, but then they went on to have a run with the Raw Tag Team belts. Regarding Banks, Meltzer noted that WWE still wants Sasha to come back. However, Banks reportedly wants, quote, things different. WWE had originally planned for Banks to be involved with the Money in the Bank event, but if she's not back by next week, it probably means she will not be appearing at the event. Meanwhile, however, the viewership power for last night's Raw, however, and Raw rating will give you in a second. 
Meanwhile, however, Humberto Carrillo will be taking on Drew Pepperjack Gulak, however, on 205 Live Live, 205 Live tonight. Meanwhile, the viewership last night, however, after doing 2.665 million last week, went down to 2.374. The first hour, however, did 2.68. Hour did two did 2.296, and the final hour did 2.146 million viewers. Last year's April 23rd edition, however, Raw delivered 3.104 million viewers. Meanwhile, however, Ronda Rousey, however, appeared on Late Night with James Corden, however, to repair a broken pinky knuckle, however, in which the procedure included the surgeon including two pins in her right hand, and said, however, she will be sitting out for a little while, however, in recovery, however, as she is also set to play Sonya Cage in the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie, however, mind you. In addition to that, however, we understand four matches have been announced already for Money in the Bank that will be coming up on May 19. The Women's Money in the Bank ladder match and the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match will be announced next Monday on the Moment of Bliss show, however, live from Lexington, Kentucky, the home of the Kentucky Wildcats, if you will. While last night it became apparent that the number one contender for the Universal Championship will be the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, taking on the architect, Seth Rollins. And in the Women's title matchup, it'll be my girl, Becky Lynch, the last kicker herself, However, Miss uh, Firesome herself will be taking on the Marilyn Monroe, Betty Page, long-legged little uh, piece of human excrement, lackluster, lacy, bitch-ass Evans, however, for the Raw Women's Championship, however. Meanwhile, speaking of Raw, however, mind you, however, we'll talk about Raw in just another minute, Jazz announced today on social media that she forfeited the NWA Women's Championship due to, quote, medical and personal issues and will not be defending the title at Saturday's Crockett Cup event in Concord, North Carolina, as advertised. As a result, our Allison K. A. L. L. Y. S. I. N. A.K.A. Sienna, will face an opponent to be named for the vacant Women's Championship at the Crockett Cup event. In addition to that, however, mind you, they have also announced, however, surprisingly, however, mind you, mind you, this is what Jazz had to say. Due to medical and personal issues in my life at this time, I'm having to turn the title belt over without having defended. I will post again soon. Thanks for your support at Phenom Jazz. So... Uh, S slash O to at NW. If you give me the opportunity of being the best women's champion, one hell of a run. Got to work some of the best town of the best the best town in the game today. Hopefully this will not be the end. Until hashtag and still said Jazz earlier today. Uh, meanwhile, the WWE announced Tower last night. However, they have renamed the Viking Experience. Yes, folks. Tower, Raymond Rowe, Tower, and Hanson Tower, known as Eric with a K in Ivar. Tower went from the War Raiders Tower to the Viking Experience to now known as the Viking Raiders, believe it or not, last night. Uh, let's see, we did hear something else, however. Uh, but yeah, as I said, Ronda Rousey, of course, like I said, however, like I said, however, like I said, however, did suffer the broken pinky knuckle, however, it says here, how she said that she and her husband are now attempting to start a family and offer no promises in regarding a return to WWE. She said she's never had a baby and conceded that it's least that it's least it's at least possible she won't have interest in returning once the baby arrives. Although she left the door open to returning, and her contract is not up until 2021, I believe, with WWE. As we said, Humberto Carrillo will be taking on Drew Pepperjack Gulak on 205 Live after Gulak attacked him last week on the show. Um, yeah, I did hear something else, however, real quick. However, one more thing to report, real quick. We did hear, however, mind you, however, 
like I said, however, before Raw last night, however, that the show was very, very active, however. And by active, I mean it was pretty crazy, to say the least. In fact, five minutes before showtime, however, we understand, however, they basically had to come up, however, with a plan, however, as far as Raw goes. In fact, however, Raw said, however, before the show even took place, however, mind you, however, they were scrambling around most of the day, however, and didn't get things finalized until five minutes before the show last night. And we'll try to find that story here in just a minute. And finally, however, in hockey news, however, it is definitely another busy night on the ice, as you would expect, however, as far as the playoffs go, however. In two crucial games, however, Boston is leading Toronto late in the third period, 4-1, to one, and now we'll go on to the next round, as it looks like the Maple Leaf season is done with less than 28 seconds to go. And coming up at the top of the hour, just a little after 10 o'clock in San Jose, out there in our good friend Danny from Oak Park's neck of the woods, however, the San Jose Sharks hope to take a big bite out of the Golden Knights, however, and basically move on to the next round. While the Golden Knights are looking to shine bright, however, and basically put down the Sharks and not avoid getting swallowed up whole. The Sharks, of course, won game number six the other night in double overtime in a very thrilling game, 2-1. to one. And we can tell you now, it has gone final now. Boston is moving on to the next round as they crushed the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, 5-2-1. Meanwhile, the big games, of course, tomorrow night, however, in a crucial game seven, will be held between Carolina and Washington at 7-30. Thank you very much, sir. J.D., of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Gerard, King is King Ice for 2017 Hall of Fame and Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to premiere in the, in the W7US radio network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, and of course, uh, sp- speaking of, of course, make it fit, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, of course, coming from our one of the one of the only King and W.O. himself. Let's go see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, April the 23rd. Forty years ago today, which was put in 1979, in my neck of the woods, Greensboro, North Carolina, Paul Jones and Ricky Steamboat defeated the mass superstar and Ken Patera to win the vacated NWA World Tag Team titles. 31 years ago today, which was put it at 1988, also in my neck of the woods, Greensboro, North Carolina. Hey, two in a row, not too bad. Sting and Lex Luger won the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament over Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. It's the final time the tournament was done. Later in the year, Turner Broadcasting would buy Jim Crockett Promotions, which would be rebranded, of course, as WCW, something that I miss to this very day, Say that. Uh, 29 years ago today, which would put it at 1990 in Austin, Texas, Mr. Perfect defeated Tito Santana in a tournament final to win the vacated Intercontinental title. The title would be vacated when the Ultimate Warrior regained, actually won the WWF title at WrestleMania 6. 14 years ago today, we put it at 2005, WWE, WWE through a press release reveals for the first time. <clears throat> Just exactly how much they bought WCW for back in 2001. $6.6 million. Sorry, here's the story. According to a Twitter post on Figure 4 Online's also Brian Alvarez posted yesterday, the script for last night's edition of Monday Night Raw was finalized just minutes before the show went to air. Days after the Superstar shakeup, WWE ended up going back on changes to the roster 
changes to the roster shifts. This includes moving Andre and Selena Vega back to SmackDown Live after Andre was drafted to Raw last Monday. Alistair Black, the Dutch Destroyer, was moved also moved over back to SmackDown over to SmackDown Live after getting drafted to Raw. Meanwhile, Cesaro also seems to have been moved to the red brand at the last minute. His move was revealed on last night's show and not during the Superstar Shakeup. These factors with the late roster changes made the show not being finalized until at the last possible minute unsurprising. Brian Alvarez wrote the following at Brian Alvarez. Raw script just finalized four minutes before airtime. Unbelievable. And you wonder why WWE is struggling. That's one reason right there. Of course, going back to talking about this again, I'll read us reiterating here. Back in 2005 on this day, WWE through a press release reveals for the first time just exactly how much they bought WCW for back in 2001. Actually, it was $6.6 million. This was revealed through the company filing forms with the Securities and Exchange Commission for fiscal years 2003 and 2004 in relation to the acquisition of WCW in March of 2001. <clears throat> 13 years ago today, which was put it at 2006, PWInsider.com reported that PWInsider.com reported that WWE would bring back the ECW brand and had begun contacting former ECW stars to work for the brand. Among those contra- contracted were the Sandman, Balls Mahoney, and Francine. No decision at the time was made on how the company would be brought back though they were targeting a September return. ECW would return just two months after the news first broke, just two days after their second ECW one-night stand pay-per-view. Twelve years ago today, which we put it at 2007, on Raw from London, England, Shawn Michaels defeated John Cena in a non-title match. The bout was voted fourth best match of the year by Wrestling Observer Newsletter as it lasted nearly an hour. It was ranked in WWE.com list in 2012 and 2014 as the greatest match in the history of Monday Night Raw. Seven years ago today, we put it at 2012 on Raw from Detroit, Michigan. Nikki Bella won the WWE Divas title in the Lumberjill match over Beth Phoenix. The win made the Bellas the first sisters to hold the Divas title. Today would have been the 59th birthday of one half of the Freebirds, one and only late Terry Gordy, Bam Bam himself. Also better known in the WWE as the Executioner, who was brought to the the WWE by Paul Bearer. Go ahead, J.D. In 1996, the feud with The Undertaker. Also uh, today, happy 32nd birthday to Dominic Dejakovic. That's why I can pronounce that name. Also... uh, Also, a happy 65th birthday to, of course, Mr. USA himself, Tony Atlas, who, of course, if you remember, 65 today. 65, uh, God bless him. And what do you said would have been 59 today? Yes, would have been 59. That's right. And, of course, he began to at 13. Oh, okay. That's right. Happy 65th birthday to Tony Atlas. Of course, if you remember, he, he, along with the Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson, became the first African-American WWF Tag Team Champions. John says he knows that Tony Atlas was the best wrestler. So John says no no history on him because today today is a happy oh Lord yes I okay I knew this was coming today's a happy 42nd birthday to 16-time world champion, five-time U.S. champion, two-time Royal Rumble winner, three-time tag team champion, 2012 Money in the Bank winner, 
rapper, actor, and the Babe Ruth of the WWE, John Cena. And whether we love him or hate him, he is indeed the Babe Ruth of the, the, the WWE. So here's some history on Mr. Cena. And no, he didn't kick out at two. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cena was born on April 23rd, 19th. 1977 in West Newbury, Massachusetts, to Carol and John Felix Anthony Cena. He is of Italian descent and has an older brother and three younger brothers. His maternal grandfather was a first baseman who played for the Boston Red Sox, Philadelphia Phillies, and Chicago White Sox, who died on July the 9th, 2004, at the age of 87. Uh, John Cena, of course, was raised Catholic. He attended Central Catholic High School in Lawrence, Massachusetts, before transferring to Cushing. Cushing Academy, a private prep boarding school in Asburham, Massachusetts. He then attended Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. In college, he was a NCAA Division III All-American Center on the college football team and wore the number 54, which is still used on some of his WWE merchandise. In 1998, he graduated from Springfield College with a degree with a degree in exercise psychology and body movement. After which he pursued a career in bodybuilding and also worked as a limousine driver. Cena trained to become a wrestler in 1999 at Ultimate Pro Wrestling's Capital's Ultimate University by Rick Baseman. Once he was an in-ring role, Cena began using a semi-robotic character known as the Prototype. He held the UPW heavyweight title for 27 days in April of 2000 and wrestled for the UPW until March of 2001. Excuse me. On October 10, 2000, he made his unofficial debut for the WWE in a dark match against Mikey Richardson, in which he lost, but did score a win over Aaron Aguilera on January 9, 2001. That year, he signed a developmental contract with the WWE and was assigned to his developmental territory, Ohio Valley Wrestling. During his time there, Cena wrestled under the ring name The Prototype and held the OVW heavyweight title for three months and OVW Southern Tag Team titles with future WWE star Rico Constantino for two months. About 2001, Cena would receive four tryouts for the WWE main roster as he wrestled multiple enhancement talent wrestlers on both the WWE house shows and in dark matches before WWE television events throughout the early months of 2002. Cena constantly found himself competing on house shows for the WWE where he wrestled against Shelton Benjamin and Tommy Dreamer. After the main roster call-up in June of 2002, he lost a loser leaves town match on September 25th, 2002. On June 24th, 2002 on Raw, Mr. McMahon declared that he needed them all, needed everyone to find, to all find some ruthless aggression from within themselves I was looking for one of them to stand down from the rest of the pack. Cena made his TV debut on June 27, 2002. I do believe that was the SmackDown after King of the Ring that year. In a match against Kurt Angle, I think it was after Kurt Angle made Hulk Hogan if I'm not mistaken. And where Angle issued an open challenge to any newcomer, Cena stated that he possessed ruthless aggression. However, he lost the match to Angle. After the match, of course, we saw him being congratulated by Billy Kidman, Farouk, Rikishi, and even The Undertaker. Following the near win, he became a fan favorite. His first win was in a tag team match on July 11, 2002, where he teamed with The Undertaker to defeat Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle, and where Cena got the winning pinfall over 
pinfall victory over Jericho. At Vengeance, Cena went on to defeat Jericho and then went on to defeat with Los Guerreros. Cena went on to defeat the likes of Albert and also Devon Dudley until being restricted to appearances on Velocity for the rest of September. In October of 2002, he teamed with Billy Kidman in a tag team tournament to crown the first WWE tag team titles for the SmackDown brand. They would lose to the team of Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. The next week, Cena turned heel by attacking Kidman, and where Cena defeated him on October 17, 2002, but would be defeated by Kidman on October 24, 2002, in a rematch. On, of course, on Halloween, two, on Halloween 2002, Cena was dressed up as Vanilla Ice, performing a freestyle rap that led him to receive the new character, a rapper who cut promos while rhyming. He took on the nickname The Doctor of Thugonomics and expanded his gimmick to include him rapping throughout his matches. This is also where he started wearing hats and sports jerseys as part of his ring gear. Cena began dropping the, a variant of the 1980s WWF logo, dropping the F as his signature symbol, along with the slogan, Word Life at Rebellion. Cena would team with Don Marie in a losing effort against Kidman and Tory Wilson in a mixed tag team match. Cena would be joined by Bull Buchanan, who will be squared. Cena and B2 teamed up in 2003, trying to gain the WWE Tag Team titles, but was defeated by Los Guerreros. Cena was replaced replaced B2 with, with Red Dog, also known as Rodney Mack, until he was sent to Raw in February of 2003. For the first half of 03, Cena was injured by Brock Lesnar and sought the WWE title by going after Lesnar. Cena won a tournament by defeating Eddie Guerrero, The Undertaker, and Chris Benoit. Cena failed to capture the title at Backlash against Brock Lesnar. In June, he was put in a high-profile feud with The Undertaker as Cena wanted to relive his one-year debut and open challenge against the new superstar. Cena defeated Orlando Jordan, and then after the match, The Undertaker would show respect to Jordan, similar to what he did with Cena the year before. Taker would then call Cena a chance at the United States title tournament in a match with Billy Gunn. Cena took it down one step further by urinating on a gravesite while mocking the Undertaker. At Vengeance, the dead man would defeat Cena, but Cena would get a victory over the Undertaker with interference in A-Train after Vengeance. Cena went on to pursue the United States title, but would then lose to then-champion Eddie Guerrero in a Latino parking lot brawl match for the belt. He would then feed with Angle again, where Angle defeated him in no mercy. Cena then faced by turning down Paul Heyman's offer on, for, on joining their group at the 2003 Survivor Series. Instead, Cena joined Angle's team. Uh, Cena, and, Cena and Benoit were the sole survivors, with Cena last eliminating the Big Show. Cena and Benoit would earn both shots at the WWE title <clears throat> after co-winning a 20-man battle royal. With interference from the Big Show, Benoit got the right to face uh, Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, and that led Cena feuding with the Big Show. At Christmas in Baghdad, Cena defeated the Big Show. The feud between Show and Cena continued in early 2004. Cena entered the Royal Rumble match in the final six, but was eliminated by the Big Show. Cena then faced Big Show and Angle in a triple threat match to determine who would face either Eddie Guerrero or Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20 for the WWE title, No Way Out. Angle won the match. Cena's feud with Big Show ended at WrestleMania 20 with Cena winning his first WWE singles belt, which would be the U.S. title. He held the title for four straight months with successful defenses against Rhino, 
Chavo Guerrero, Rene Dupree, RVD, and Booker T by General Manager Kurt Angle. Stripped Cena of the U.S. title on July 8, 2004, after he accidentally knocked him over. Uh, let's see. On July 29, 2004, Booker T won the vacated U.S. title, but Cena challenged him to a best of five series and where Cena defeated him three times. The first was at SummerSlam, and the last was at No Mercy, and where Cena won his second U.S. title, but he would drop that title to Carlito in Carlito's debut. The duo began a feud, which resulted in Cena allegedly being stabbed in the kidneys while at a Boston-area nightclub by Carlito's bodyguard, Jesus. This worked. Injury put Cena out of action while Cena was filming the movie The Marine. The C- Cena returned the 2004 Survivor Series, teaming up with Big Show, Eddie Guerrero, and RVD to defeat Carlito, Kurt Angle, Luther Reigns, and Mark Jindrak in the traditional Survivor Series elimination match. <clears throat> Cena would win back the U.S. title over Carlito for the third time and would retain it against Carlito's bodyguard, who used at Armageddon in a street fight match. Cena's next mission was the 2005 Royal Rumble match. He had a strong performance, eliminating Viscera, Kane, and Edge, and made it to the final two before being eliminated by Batista. However, Cena then participated in the WWE title number one contenders tournament and made the finals, defeating Kurt Angle to earn a spot in the SmackDown Brands WrestleMania 21 main event match against JBL. In the early stages of the feud, Cena dropped the U.S. title to Orlando Jordan on March 3, 2005, and then after JBL would disgrace Cena's record belt by throwing it in a trash can and setting it on fire, giving Orlando the old title belt back. At WrestleMania 21, Cena stopped JBL's 10-month reign as WWE champion, and on April 3, 2005, similar to January 23, 1984, when Hulkamania was born, April 3, 2005 was the day that C-Nation was born. Cena then made his new belt, the Spinner WWE title belt, <clears throat> had made his, made his new belt, of course, the Spinner WWE title belt, while JBL took the original title belt and claimed to still be the rightful WWE champion. Cena would defeat JBL at Judgment Day in an I quit match to retain the belt. I remember that match. That was a brutal matchup indeed. Yes. Cena, I liked it with the fact that Cena came out on the back of a uh, semi doing the uh, uh, things with the records. Uh, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Cena was the first man to be drafted on the Raw brand on June 6, 2005. Taking the WWE title with him to Raw. This was the first time the WWE title returned to Raw since 2002. Cena defeated with Eric Bischoff as Cena refused to participate in the fight against ECW. At Vengeance, Cena retained the WWE title over Christian and Chris Jericho. But Bischoff handpicked Jericho to try to take the title away from Cena. At SummerSlam, Cena successfully defended the title against Jericho and again in a You're Fired match. Cena would feud with Kurt Angle once more for the WWE title, where Angle defeated Cena by DQ at Unforgiven. He and Cena were both involved in a triple threat match at Taboo Tuesday with Shawn Michaels, and where Cena pinned Michaels to retain the WWE title. Cena and Angle wrestled for the title again in the 2005 Survivor Series with Davari as referee, but despite that, Cena retained the WWE title over Angle. In late 2005, Cena started to use a new finisher called the STFU, which was a crossface submission hold. In 2006, the feud between Cena and Angle ended, and where, <clears throat> and where Angle beat him in a first blood match. 
as Cena retained the WWE title in New Year's Revolution in the fourth elimination match, defeating Carlito, Chris Masters, Kurt Angle, Kane, and Shawn Michaels. Edge cashed in the main debate briefcase and defeated Cena to capture the belt. Cena would then interrupt the live sex celebration between Edge and Lita at the Royal Rumble. Cena regained the WWE title for the second time. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, we're in a rematch over Edge. After this, he feuded with Triple H, where the fans started cheering more for Triple H while the other fans booed for Cena. Triple H was the villain, while Cena was the fan favorite at WrestleMania. Cena successfully retained the belt over Triple H and retained it again at Backlash over both Triple H and Edge. The booze with Cena intensified when Cena faced off against RVD at one night stand at the Hammerstein Ballroom where Van Dam was cashing his money in the bank briefcase. Cena was met with raucous jeering and chants of F you Cena, you can't wrestle on SOS. <clears throat> when he began performing different moves into the match, the fans chanted, you still suck. Cena lost the title to RVD with interference from Edge. In July, Edge would get back to the title and then refuted with Cena once more. At SummerSlam, Edge retained the WWE title in Cena's hometown of Boston. Edge would continue to play mind games on Cena by hitting John Cena's father. But Cena would battle back by invading on Edge's hotel room and also throwing Edge into the river. Yeah, I remember that moment, too. Uh, Cena and Edge's feud would intensify and unforgiven in a TLC match in Edge's hometown in Toronto, Canada. Cena regained the WWE title for the third time through two tables off of a ladder. Cena finished his feud with Edge in a steel cage match on Raw after he then went on to feud with uh, K-Fed, of course, Kevin Federline. Yep, of course, John says we heard, we heard him right. He, he did say K-Fed. Oh, yes. At Cyber Sunday, K-Fed called Cena the world heavyweight title. In the heels of his feud with K-Fed, he then feuded with the undefeated Umaga on January 1st, 2007 with help from John New Nitro Umaga. K-Fed <clears throat> would defeat Cena in a no-DQ match, but Cena would have the last lap at the end of the show by taking out K-Fed. Uh, that was a sweet moment, too. At New Year's Revolution, Cena finally ended Umaga's undefeated streak and would defeat him again at the Royal Rumble in the last man standing match. Afterwards, Cena would team with Shawn Michaels to win the tag team titles over Rated RKO. But Cena and Michaels would have a feud at WrestleMania 23, where Michaels won the number one contendership spot, defeating Edge and Randy Orton. Uh, Cena and, sorry about that. Uh, let's see, where it is. At WrestleMania, let's see, at WrestleMania 23, Cena retained the WWE title once again over Michaels, tying him with Hulk Hogan's 1986-1987 successful title reigns. Cena and Michaels then lost the tag titles the night after WrestleMania 23 in a Battle Royal match. At Backlash, Cena retained the title in a fatal four-way match over Edge, Randy Orton, and Shawn Michaels. Cena would then feed with the great Kali, where Cena made Kali submit at Judgment Day for the first time and pinned Kali at Extreme Rules for the first time. Cena then retained the WWE title again at Vengeance. Night of Champions against King Booker, also Mick Foley, Randy Orton, and also uh, Bobby, and also uh, Bobby Lashley. At the Great American Bash, he retained the WWE title over Bobby Lashley. Cena would Cena would then feed with Orton throughout through the middle part of 2007, and where Cena defeated Orton at SummerSlam, but Orton would play mind games on Cena by kicking Cena's father in the skull. The Unforgiven Orton won by DQ over Cena. 
as the two were set to wrestle for the title one more time at No Mercy in the last man standing match. Cena injured his shoulder in a match with Mr. Kennedy, forcing the WWE title to be vacated. First time since 1999 that the WWE title had to be vacated. Orton would be the WWE champion in Cena's absence after he defeated Triple H and No Mercy to win the title in the last man standing match. Cena then returned at the 2008 Royal Rumble as the number 30th entrant, a surprise entrant by last eliminating Triple H and was the second man to win at number 30. Cena did not want to wait until WrestleMania 24. He cashed in his title shot No Way Out, where he beat Orton by DQ. Cena was given another chance at WrestleMania, but he lost again in a triple threat match to Orton, which also involved Triple H. After his feud with JBL, Cena went on to chase the WWE title but failed to win that night of champions against Triple H. Cena would then feud with, with Batista and where Mike Adamley booked him in a match against each other at SummerSlam. Cena and Batista won the tag team titles over Legacy, but dropped the titles to them the week after at SummerSlam. <clears throat> Batista injured John Cena by hitting him with a botched powerbomb. Cena originally was scheduled to be in the championship scramble match, but would have surgery to repair his neck. As the Bower Series, Cena returned again to capture the World Heavyweight title over Chris Jericho and would retain it in a rematch at Armageddon against Jericho and also against JBL at the 2009 Royal Rumble. But Cena would drop the title to Edge in an Elimination Chamber match at No Way Out 2009. Cena would regain it one more time at WrestleMania 25 for the second time. But would lose it again to Edge at Backlash with help from the Big Show, and where Show choke slam Cena off off the light form. <clears throat> After feuding with the Big Show and the Miz, Cena got back at the WWE Championship picture by feuding with Randy Orton once more. At SummerSlam, Cena failed to win the title against Randy Orton, but would. Went back at breaking point against Orton in a nine-quit match, only for Orton to win the title again in a Hell of a Cell match. But Cena would win it back in a 60-minute Ironman match at Bragging Rights. Cena would drop the title once more to Sheamus at TLC. Cena was in the in the final two of the 2010 Royal Rumble, in where he was eliminated by Edge. Cena then feuded with Vince McMahon and Batista, and where Vince and Batista showed disrespect to Bret Hart at Elimination Chamber. Cena won the WWE title, but dropped it back belt back in an impromptu match against Batista. At WrestleMania 26, Cena would recapture it again over Batista and retain it in two, in two specialty matchups against Batista, one of them a last man standing match at Extreme Rules and then an I quit match at Over the Limit. Cena would then feed with the NXT rookies and where, and where the Nexus and also season one winner Wade Barrett and NXT ransacked the ring attacking John Cena while Cena was wrestling CM Punk. The Nexus would then call Cena the WWE title a fatal four-way when Sheamus won the title for the second time. At SummerSlam, Cena led a team at an Edge, R-Truth, Jericho, Morrison, Bret Hart, and Rehawker Daniel Bryan to defeat the Nexus. But Cena was forced to join the Nexus at Hell in a Cell after Wade Barrett defeated him, and if Cena refused to comply with the Nexus, he would be fired by the anonymous Raw general manager. At Survivor Series, Cena was the referee and where, where he was fired after Orton retained the WWE title over Wade Barrett. Cena would be rehired in December by defeating Wade Barrett in a chairs match at TLC. Cena's feud with the Nexus continued with CM Punk being a part of the Nexus in early 2011. 
In 2011, Cena would then feud with The Rock while being involved in a feud with The Rock. Before May of 27, Cena and Rock traded barbs and insults against each other and were Cena wrapped on The Rock while The Rock called Cena, of course, Fruity Pebbles. We all remember that. At WrestleMania 27, The Rock cost John Cena the WWE title against The Miz. The next night, Cena would challenge The Rock to a match at WrestleMania 28, and The Rock accepted. At Extreme Rules, Cena won in a steel cage match for the WWE title against The Miz and John Morrison at Over the Limit. Cena beat The Miz in an I Quit match to retain the WWE title, and then retained it over R-Truth at Capital Punishment. Cena would then have a feud with CM Punk where Punk was angry with management and announced his contract would expire. Punk went on a work tirade against the WWE and John Cena. McMahon stated that if Cena didn't beat Punk at Money in the Bank in his hometown, the McMahon would fire Cena. At Money in the Bank, Punk won the WWE title over Cena. This is Vince was about to keep his word. Triple H saved Cena and relieved Vince McMahon of his duties. Cena won back the WWE title against Rey Mysterio, but after Cena's victory, Punk returned, and both men would face off with the undisputed WWE title at SummerSlam, with Punk winning the title. But thanks to an attack by Kevin Nash, it would be Alberto Del Rio that would walk <laughs> with the WWE title. At Night of Champions, Del Rio would drop the title to Cena once more, but Cena dropped it again in Hell in a Cell. Cena would team up with The Rock for one night only, at the 2011 Survivor Series, defeating, of course, Awesome Truth. After The Rock, afterwards, The Rock turned on Cena. Cena would be involved in a feud with Kane at the end of 2011. At the 2012 Royal Rumble, Kane and Cena fought to a no contest, where Kane attacked Cena's buddy, Zack Ryder. Uh, Kane wanted to get Cena to embrace the hate. The two faced off the 2012 Elimination Chamber. In an ambulance match, and where Cena beat him, and after that, his feud with The Rock began to draw near. Cena and The Rock can, continued to throw barbs at each other, similar to similar to last year. At WrestleMania 28, two, the two faced off with The Rock winning. The night after, Cena called out The Rock, but they got Brock Lesnar. And where Lesnar attacked Cena, booking the two in a match at Extreme Rules. Lesnar beat Cena mercifully in, in this match, but Cena battled back by defeating Lesnar at Extreme Rules. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see. Hold on a second. Here. Before we go, we do another uh, news to report. You're going to love hearing. Sorry. 24-year-old Wisconsin man, Manuel Franco, might be the luckiest man in the world, however. At the age of 24, however, he is the winner of last month's record, the third largest amount, lottery amount in U.S. history. 24 at a press conference said, hey, it feels like a dream. It was amazing. My heart started racing blood pump, and I screamed for about five or ten minutes, and my dad cried a lot. He is the winner of last month's $768.4 million Powerball jackpot, believe it or not. The winning ticket was sold on March 27th at Speedway in New Berlin, about 15 miles west of Milwaukee. He went to work the day after he won, but it was anxious and sweating. He said he never showed up to work again after that day. Before the big win, he said his biggest concern was getting his bank account up to $1,000. Uh, the jackpot, he's been, was born in Milwaukee and been playing Powerball since he turned 18 and bought his first ticket on his 18th birthday. He said he's accepting the lump sum he will receive after Texas, just over $326 million, however, said lottery officials. But the jackpot has a lump sum, according to Powerball, of a cash value of over $477 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, of course, I've been, we've been, I've been, we've been, I've 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 been, I've
pitch, and I play that myself, so I know how that is. Um, and the fact you said this, Heller, about the Powerball. I walked in the Speedway, and I purchased $10 worth of individual Powerball tickets. I honestly felt so lucky that I did. I'd look up at the camera, and I wanted to wink at it. I just had that lucky feeling. There you go. There you have it. Congratulations there, indeed. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, of course, I, I buy them about all the time, too, so you know how, how that is. But uh, it's uh, people have come back on close on numerous occasions. Uh, CNN put money in the bank. He chose Raw 1000 to get CN Punk. But Cena was the first man to lose the opportunity as Big Show interfered to attack Cena. Cena's downfall continued when Vicky Guerrero accused Cena of having an affair with AJ Lee. At TLC, Cena lost the match to the Dolph Ziggler in a TLC match with a with AJ Lee turning on Cena. Cena would be determined to make 2013 would be determined to make 2013 his year again by winning the 2013 Royal Rumble match. He wasted no time by earning the shot at the WWE title at WrestleMania 29, which was held by Dum 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 Dum, as John says, of course, The Rock. At WrestleMania 29, Cena defeated The Rock to win the WWE title once more. Cena kept the title for four months successfully, defending against members of The Shield, also Ryback and Mark Henry. But he would lose the title to Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Cena's injuries would haunt him again, and where Cena had a lump on his shoulder, which caused Cena to have surgery. Cena returned at Hell in a Cell to regain the World Heavyweight title over Alberto Del Rio, but Cena would lose the World Heavyweight title to Randy Orton at TLC was at the time WWE champion. Cena then moved on to a feud with Bray Wyatt in 2014, where Wyatt cost Cena the WWE title twice. At WrestleMania, Cena defeated Wyatt, but Wyatt would get one over on Cena by defeating him in Extreme Rules in a steel cage match. But Cena would win it back, would win it at payback in a last man standing match. At Money in the Bank, Cena won the vacated WWE World Heavyweight title in a ladder match. Over Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Kane, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and Alberto Del Rio. Cena then dropped the title at SummerSlam in dominating fashion against Brock Lesnar, and where Lesnar suplexed Cena 16 times in the match. Cena and Lesnar would face off again at Night of Champions. The interference by Seth Rollins plagued Cena's chances of winning the title again. Cena would become the number one contender to defeat Randy Orton in a Hell in a Cell match. And also was the was the one to get rid of the authority at the 2014 Survivor Series, but of course we all know he was actually forced to rehire them again by Seth Rollins. We all remember that. Cena, Lesnar, and Rollins will face up the 2015 Royal Rumble in a triple threat match for the WWE title, in which it was the greatest matchup of all time. Lesnar retained the title over both and Rollins. Cena then defeated with Rusev for the United States title at Fastlane. Rusev made Cena <clears throat> pass out. Cena demanded another match against Rusev WrestleMania 31, and where Rusev accepted. Cena won his fourth United States title over Rusev, the first time since 2004 that Cena has held the U.S. title. Cena would hold U.S. title open challenges in his feud against Rusev. Cena would defend it against the likes of Dean Ambrose, Stardust, Bad News Barrett, Kane, Zack Ryder, Cesaro, and Neville. He did retain the title against Rusev in a Russian chain match at Extreme Rules and an I Quit match at Payback. After the feud with Rusev, Cena feuded with Kevin Owens at Elimination Chamber. Owens beat Cena in a non-title match, but neither titles were on the line. For that, you remember Owens was holding the NXT Championship at the 
time. At Money in the Bank, Cena defeated Owens and retained the U.S. title at Battleground against Owens. By SummerSlam, as Cena was chasing his for his 16th WWE Championship title reign, John Stewart, of course, the former host of The Daily Show, interfered and aided Seth Rollins in his win against John Cena, causing Cena to drop the U, the United States title. Cena won back the U.S. title Night of Champions for the fifth time over Rollins, but he dropped the title to Alberto Del Rio. Cena went on a hiatus and made a return facing Alberto Del Rio for the U.S. title in December. But made another hiatus due to another surgery. Cena returned at WrestleMania 32 to aid The Rock in his fight against Wyatt. Cena returned to action to face AJ Styles. This time, Cena was a part-timer. As he was doing more stuff in Hollywood, of course, at Money in the Bank with help from the club, Styles defeated Cena. But at Battleground, Cena led a team of Enzo and Cass to defeat the club. Cena and Styles both were part of the SmackDown <clears throat> brand and where Styles defeated Cena cleanly at SummerSlam. After Cena took more time off but returned to try to tie Ric Flair's record at the 2017 Royal Rumble, Cena won the WWE title over AJ Styles, making him a 16-time world champion. But Cena dropped the title to Bray Wyatt in the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Cena and his longtime girlfriend Nikki Bella went on to be with the Miz at WrestleMania 33. Cena and Nikki defeated Miz and Maurice, and then afterwards, Cena asked Nikki to marry him. And of course, as you know, Nikki did accept. Cena took more time off but returned as a part timer, announcing that he was a free agent. Cena defeated Rusev at Battleground in a flag match and defeated Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. Cena was then moved over to the Raw brand to feud. <clears throat> With Roman Reigns, where the two shot a promo on each other at No Mercy. Reigns defeated Cena. Cena would team up with SmackDown at excuse me, the 2017 Survivor Series. The Team Raw went on to defeat Team SmackDown. Cena then participated in the 2018 Royal Rumble match. He lasted in the final three until being eliminated by Shinsuke Nakamura. Let's see if John has anything else. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're still in the history here as John Cena today turns 42 years old. Cena failed to make it to WrestleMania, although his one goal to WrestleMania was to fight The Undertaker at WrestleMania 34, but the dead man never showed up. At WrestleMania, Cena was sitting was sitting there watching. The Undertaker made his return to defeat Cena in a quick match. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. After Cena and Nikki Bella broke up and called off their engagement, Cena did make it to the greatest Royal Rumble and where he defeated Triple H. And then made his return in October while focusing on acting and TV career, of course, by defeating Elias and Kevin Owens in a tag team match with Bobby Lashley as Cena's partner. Cena was scheduled to fight at Crown Jewel, but Cena turned it down. Let's see. 
Zinni was awarded the Muhammad Ali Legacy Award on November 29, 2018, and made his return on in December on SmackDown Live in a tag team match involving JD's girl, Becky Lynch, against Andre Cianomas and Lena Vega, and where Cena and Becky won. Cena was originally scheduled to be in the 2019 Royal Rumble match, but an ankle injury took Cena out of that possibility. Cena returned at WrestleMania 35, of course, not too long ago, recently in the Doctor of Thunder attacking Elias. And, and of course, John, John is now has informed us that that is it for the history and birthdays here for history and birthdays here for today. So, uh, John, we thank you. We thank you very much here, bud, for uh, bringing that here to our attention. <clears throat> and, and as John gets ready to get his thoughts in about Raw, we also thank JD for putting in his wrestling news and news here for tonight as well. Let's go ahead and bring in the number one more time, 1-605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 659 of WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, and the human suitcase machine, John Gross, here joining you, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, keep in mind as well, we got, oh, boy, do we have a lot of people, of course, joining us here. Um, join, join us here, of course, through our uh, um, um, WWS live video. I'm not able to get everybody, uh, mention everyone here. There's a big, long, big, long list right here. Uh, I do see Mr. Walter Allen Myers Jr. has joined us. Mr. Paul Joseph Matherine, I hope I pronounce, I hope I pronounce that correctly. Jr. joining us. Also, uh, Mr. Michael Barrow, Mr. Jason Tavares, uh, Mr. Terry Cooley, Mr. Ray Morrison, Mr. Matt Han Wells, um, and like so, we do have several more folks, including, of course, a friend of our, a friend of the radio network here, of course, at WWS Hall of Famer. Also, of course, the GM of Heaven Wrestling Federation. And also, of course, I think one had, had one heck of a podcaster not too long ago here. I think, of course, JD knows who I'm talking about. As, of course, our good friend, Captain Dave Spieler. Uh, JD, of course, always brings up, of course, talks about his podcast right there. JD, sir, please. And JD, are you there? Yeah, I'll be there. Hold on. I'm right there. Okay. Okay, well, like you know, don't forget the Captain's, don't forget the, uh, Captain's Corners podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Check all that out. Also, check out, of course, all of Captain Dave's uh, groups here. We're going to talk about everything going on in the world of uh, independent wrestling. Uh, <clears throat> and I do believe, let me see here, I do believe we have somebody else here. I'm back. Here. Okay, coming in here on the line right here. Let me double check that. Let me see here. Um, Let's see here. Uh, uh, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do not see coming in on the line here. He is a, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, 
a contributor to WWUS Raw Radio, and also, of course, <clears throat> also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in our radio network circles. But of course, if you think of his other nickname, folks, you got to think about that 66 come Happy Days, where, of course, one of the central characters went, went and did a little something just like this. Hi! What the heck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey! Of course, he would have had a sex change while he was been gone. Uh, it's the heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, good to hear from you here on Revolution 69, bud. Good to hear from you there. Uh, thank you for joining us. Here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, let's see what John here uh, has to say here about, of course, as we start our run here, about getting everybody's thoughts about what took place last night on Monday Night Raw. John's got some thoughts right here. Let's go ahead and see what he has on tap. Uh, it says, despite AJ winning, of course, everything about the whole show sucked, and John said that's all he's going to say. Uh, he did say the Bray Wyatt gimmick was kind of goofy. Vince changing the War Raiders name again. So John says, a crappy Raw, because of Baron Corbin ruined it by defeating Drew McIntyre and The Miz, and because Vince Vince is out of is out of touch with reality, uh, yeah, I think I think we've been saying that for quite a while there. But good point there, John. And of course, as as John has been saying, it's the reason why superstars like CM Punk and a whole and a whole uh, and a whole bunch of talent left the WWE. Did they have talent? Yes, they did. Did Vince believe in them? No. That's why Cody Rhodes likes to have the talent in AEW. And AEW is going to <clears throat> is going to line WWE down just like WCW almost tried to do in 1995. John says he is not going to say anything else about it, and all he's saying is bottom line. So in other words, he's just saying enough said. I, John, I don't blame you. Very good thoughts there indeed. Uh, well, let's see here. Let's just check here with Fonzie. Let's see if he has anything to say about what took place on last night's edition of Raw. Not again. Not again. Went to the down to the shithole again. Went down to the caca. Ooh. Um, uh, the one I'm just worrying about is this whole shit about you know uh, this maybe this Bray Wyatt whatever this thing is. I don't know. It's on every week, every commercial, you know, and I'm just like, this is Bray Wyatt or something else? But I guess it's Bray Wyatt because he has this little cartoon all the time. Just happened tonight. So, um, yeah. Do we think we're going to have Bear Corbin play the main event? Again, yeah, possibility, but uh, it is what it is, what it is. So, um, I uh, just looking forward to the money in the bank, uh, the pay per view. Hopefully, it'll be better, but we'll see. Um, it just made it two more matches, nice one, and uh. <laughs> uh, they just had two more matches for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, it looks like um, 
as of right now, this is as of right now. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias. Um, uh, Becky Lynch is going to fight two matches in this Money in the Bank. First, she's going to fight uh, I can't stand this bitch, blonde hair girl, Lissy Evans. She's going to put her Money Night Raw on there. Then she's going to fight Charlotte Flair for her rest uh the SmackDown title. So yeah, she's fighting twice at the Money in the Bank. So uh yeah, and one we got is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Uh, that's the only two that came on so far tonight. So uh, but uh like I said, tonight was okay but I could have, it could have did a little bit more better. So, yeah, we'll say that tomorrow night. So. Looks like JD has to say something. I know he wants to get something oh, yeah. fired yeah. up tonight. So, let's go to him. Go ahead. All right, let's let's say let, let let's let's check in and see if JD is cooled off and warmed up. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, it sounds like he is. Oh, yeah, that's what we want to hear. <laughs> yes, hey. yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. The Iceman Jeremy Dramos not afraid to let his students know about everything going on in wrestling football. If you had a choice between picking out a horse hammer or to take down Superman, you know, it would be powerful. Wait till you hear the words come from the Iceman. It would knock both of them out in a single blow, as they always say. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, with tonight's Raw edition of the WCWS Icebreaker. Last night, where were we? Oh, yes, I know where we were. We were in the Hawkeye State of Iowa, in the city of Des Moines. And who started out the show but the COO himself, our Vince McMahon's son-in-law, the cerebral assassin, the game himself. And of course, he announced, however, that tonight we're going to see not one, but two triple threat matches, and the winner that will go on to face Seth Rollins, however, at Money in the Bank. In one triple threat match, we had the master of the 619 against the phenomenal one against the Samoan submission machine in Rey Mysterio Jr. versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. And in the other one, we had Drew the Dragon Destroyer McIntyre against the A-lister, everyone's favorite, Howard Michelle's favorite, of course. The so-called reality star wannabe, however, the Wiz. Cleveland's caca king, if you will, however, taking on Boring Bland Cockstain Corbin, however, the Lex Luthor TGI Friday's best wearing boy, if you will. Our first match of the night, however, AJ Styles versus Joe versus Mysterio to see who will go on to be headlining the main event later in the night, however, ended up with AJ winning in a good opener. Then, of course, we had our second match of the night. Glow Girl herself and 
wife of one of the Uso boys, if you will, Naomi, a.k.a. Trinity, taking on everyone's favorite, however, the lesbian duo, however, of uh, Leiku, if you will, of 2007, however. Yes, folks, Billy the Kangaroo K, if you will, however, and her girlfriend, if you will, however, the Michelle Weinberger of the WWE, however, Piss Ann Peyton Royce, Miss Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten, however. Yes, folks, the stupid Iconics, if you will. What happened? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Billy Kay. Sorry, Payne Royce. You got jobbed out again because you're nothing more than a bunch of Australian dingo-eating rug munchers is what you are. And you guys basically <laughs> suck because you have no talent in your pathetic little bodies whatsoever. You all say the time, oh, we're all so iconic. We're the greatest tag team champions of them all. Well, last I heard, Howard, you weren't iconic, Howard, and you've lost two weeks in a row, however. Then we start the second hour with the Miz taking on McIntyre taking on Corbin. And who wins? Oh, yeah, Lex Luthor himself, the little cockstained boy, however, and Corey Graves' his little boyfriend, if you will, Jackass Baron uh, Suck Me Hard Corbin, however. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, Baron Cockstain Corbin, however, win a triple threat and get pushed to the main event again because obviously he has his head up Triple H's ass and Vince's old racist dementia ass as well. Goody. Speaking of asses, Howard, let's talk about another big ass in every sense of the word, Howard. A guy who I used to respect at one time, but now have lost total respect more and more of by the week, Howard. The CM Punk wannabe, Howard, Sammy Zane, or should I say Sammy the Slime Bag Zane, if you will, Howard. Once again, acting like a total whiny little douche, if you ask me, Howard, because once again, he has to act like an arrogant little prick, however, and say it's everyone's fault, Howard, that. They are turning into the way they are and that they should be held accountable. Geez, Sammy, why don't you tell us a little bit 10,000 more times and continue to act like a total narcissistic asshole that you've been ever since you got back, however, from your injury the last couple of weeks. Tell us how you really feel about us, Sammy. If memory serves me, you were out 10 months, however, because you had a little boo-boo, however. You had a couple boo-boos that needed healed, however. And even before that, you were acting like a total arrogant jack. Ass. What have you done since you got back? Oh, yeah. You picked up right where you left off again by acting like a total arrogant, total narcissistic jackass even more, however. Great idea, Vince Heller. Excuse me, Vince in WWE. Let's have Sami Zayn once again act like a total arrogant little prick, however, in every sense of the word, however, and say it's everyone's fault but his own because he doesn't have the balls to admit it's his fault, acting like a total little pissant that he is, however. Yeah, that's real exciting. I'm so excited to see this little narcissistic freaking little piece of shit on my television every week act like a total dick, however, and say everyone should be held accountable when he should be blaming himself and not the fans. Yeah, that's a great idea, Sammy. Why don't you just blame the fans some more when you realize it's your own stupid, petty little self, however, that you're in the spot you're in, however. Speaking of spots, let's talk about the next match. Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. Hopefully they don't waste Cedric Alexander here, however, now that they've moved him over from 205 Live, however, to the main Monday Night roster and start using him correctly. Otherwise, however, if I'm him, I would ask for my pink slip right now. 
As far as Cesaro goes, Howard, it's good to see Cesaro back on Monday Night Raw without Sheamus this time, and hopefully they'll do something good with him, and I think they should be doing something good with him. At least I hope they do. Then we go to, of course, the backstage vignette with Jimmy and Jey Uso versus The Revival. Boring, 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 to say the least, however, even though they continue to waste The Revival time after time. But before that, how we had, we thought we were going to have, a match between the Lucha House Party and the Viking War Raiders. Yes, folks, the War Raiders, however, got changed to the Viking Raiders, however, and now they have another new name, however, for the second week in a row, because obviously Kevin Dickbag Dunn and his goddamn writing team doesn't know what to think except basically have their heads up Vince McMahon's ass and each other's ass by basically sniffing their own butts, basically, in their own feces at the same time, because they can't come up with a good idea except basically writing crap on television that they've been doing for several weeks at a time. And what do they come up with this week? Oh, yeah, let's change the Viking War Raiders to the Viking Raiders, Viking Experience to the Viking Raiders. Yeah, let's see. What are they going to call themselves next week, I wonder? Oh, I got it. They're probably going to call themselves the Viking Ship Destroyers. Yeah, that just goes to show they don't even have a freaking idea of whatever to come up with a name. Because, obviously, they've been bouncing around for the last several months, however, for the last few years, to come up with the right name when they had a good name going in NXT with the Warriors. But when they decided to rush them up so quickly because they didn't have the balls to keep them down in NXT as one of the harder teams in the company, however, they decided to just give them a call-up power and send them up right away unless they ask to be brought up power they decide to rush them up here quickly and what are they doing oh yeah it's been two weeks already and they've just buried them about three times however within the span of two weeks from going from the war raiders to the viking experience to the viking raiders yeah what's next vince you racist dementia old piece of crap you're going to call themselves the viking shipwrecks however yeah that might sit well with a lot of fans great idea ah anyway Let's go to the next match, however, and I'm going to have a little rant on this one, too. My Girl Becky Lynch against the Tina Turner 1968 wannabe wig-wearing blonde little Cleopatra, what the heck was her name, Foxy Cleopatra wannabe Alicia Fox. Yes, folks, she looked like freaking Beyonce Knowles from freaking Austin members and Gold member with that stupid little Tina Turner-esque wig, however. And what happens? Becky ends up beating her. But unfortunately, Foxy tried to put up a good fight. I mean, granted, it was good to see Foxy back on television in... I mean, after all the crap that she's gone through in the last couple months, hopefully she can get her shit together now after being out for two months because of personal things, however, that I'm not going to get into detail with. But let's just say she's had some demons over the last few months that she's had to deal with. Hopefully she gets those demons taken care of and she gets back uh, to hopefully... uh, getting uh, a little bit more uh, of TV time, but at the same time, hopefully she gets herself really on the straight and narrow again. But before that, but after that, however, who shows up? Oh, yes, the Marilyn Monroe, Betty Page, blonde little bitch wannabe, lackluster Lacey Evans, the freaking sassy Southern Belle, the little lipstick, hat-wearing, Marilyn Monroe, freaking little long-legged bitch, however, decides to take another cheap shot, however, like a little bitch that she is, by slapping around my girl. 
Gee, Lacey, don't you learn your lesson, however? Apparently not, however. You obviously, however, have Corey Graves, however, basically kissing your ass as he kisses ass with just about everyone in the entire Monday Night roster, including your own ass, however, by basically having his head up your backside, however, by giving you all the support in the world, however, by basically saying you're going to be the next great champion. Well, guess what, Lacey Evans? As I said before to Michelle, and no disrespect to her and to no one else on this panel, however, I will bet anyone I've told them I will bet them when it happens. Because I hope, however, Becky Lynch takes that little blonde little bitch's arm in her fake little face, however, and smashes it right down into the pavement, however, as well as to the ground, and basically break her little leg and arm in the process, too, where she'll be needing a crutch. Actually, not only a crutch, she'll be needing a cane to walk around when Becky basically breaks her little pretty little face at Money in the Bank. And I'll tell you one thing. If they end up making her the champion, however, and making Becky drop that title to Lacey Evans, then I will tell you right now, we're going to be in sheer hell because she is an absolute waste of space. She can't talk. She can't rustle. She botches moves left and right now. It's Jack Hole Jacks, however, or Jack Off Jacks, however. And she thinks she's, oh, I'm a sophisticated lady. I'm a southern, I'm a classy lady. I know what a man wants. Yeah, we know what a man wants from you, Lacey. That's you having his head up there, their ass, however, like you do with Vince McMahon, Travice, by kissing their ass and basically blowing them in the locker room at the same time. Then we go to probably another stupid segment here involving my man, the one and only Ricochet, taking on the 70s porn star wannabe, however, a guy who I have respect for still in a way, but I hope to God they change his gimmick as far as his theme goes. I'm tired of hearing the glorious theme week after week as I've been bitching about this forever today, and that is the one and only Bobby Roode. Yes, Bobby Roode was a great wrestler at one time, however, with James Storm and Beer Money. Yes, however, he had a not-so-great run with Chad Gable as a teammate, however. But here's an idea, WWE and Kevin Dick, bad and you stupid writing team of WWE. Change the man's theme, change his whole freaking gimmick, and not have him as a 1976 porn star pedophile by having him come out wearing a cheesy mustache on television. Seriously. Give me a break. Ah, ay, ay, Then we'll go to the main event before I get into my biggest rant of the night. And believe me, folks, it's not going to be pretty when I get into this biggest rant, however. AJ Styles versus Coxstain Baron Corbin. Yes, folks, once again, Corey Graves, however, kissing Corbin's ass and blowing him at the same time as we had to put up with Alex Luthor, TGI Friday's vest-wearing little lackluster bald-headed little bitch, however, taking on the phenomenon who for the second week in a row was in the main event. And what happened, however, the phenomenal one ended up coming up big, however, than Baron Corbin. Thank God, however, because I'll tell you one thing, and we talked about this last night, however. If that little piece of crap, however, that piece of human cow shit, however, would have won the main event, however, against AJ Styles, then Money in the Bank would be ceased to be dead, as we know. Not only as far as the pay-per-view audience watching at home and also around the world, however, but also people who were going to purchase tickets for this freaking train wreck of a disaster. So, yeah, it was good to see AJ Styles win, Howard. And now I think, at least I hope, Howard, they'll have a good build-up between AJ and Seth in the next few weeks, Howard. Now, the question is, Howard, who is going to be the face and who's going to be the heel in this? Well, from what I saw at the end of last night, it looks like they're kind of teasing Seth going back to being a heel maybe here, Howard, possibly, and have AJ as the face. But we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, 
Before we get to my biggest rant, however, we want to remind everyone that coming up tomorrow night on NXT, we're going to see a pretty good match, however, between Johnny Wrestling, the NXT North American Champion, and a member of the Undisputed Era, Roderick Strong. Apparently, the Undisputed Era is still not very happy after what happened with TakeOver New York, and it should be interesting to see what will happen between Johnny Wrestling and Roderick Strong. But now, let's get to my biggest rant of the night. But before we do, we're obviously going to hear that next week, Howard. We're going to have, once again, John's favorite, Howard. Yes, folks, the arrogant little bitch herself, Eric's the bim- Alexa the Bimbo Bliss, on her stupid little talk show, Moment of Bliss, announcing that we'll have the participants' name for the men and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches live from the University of Kentucky in Lexington. Oh, goody. Just what we need to see, however. And, of course, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if that stupid little conniving little bitch herself probably will not name herself as a member, once again, being a part of Money in the Bank. Because, obviously, she hasn't competed in the last couple months, however, except for being the host of WrestleMania, which she did a total shit-ass job of it and totally, absolutely made it a total... uh, Absolutely, what's another good to describe an S-word with her? Oh, yeah. She turned into nothing more than a total, uh, let's just say, uh, what's a good S word to describe? A sneaky little, what, what, yeah, yeah, made this show uh, fall into a sinkhole, yeah, because we had to put up with her stupid little crap. Speaking of crap, let's talk again about my favorite and John's favorite and all of our favorites. Yes, folks, I'm talking about that arrogant little piece of human dog shit, however, Kevin Dick Bagdon. And what did he come up with this week, along with Vince McMahon, five minutes before showtime last night? Oh, yes. Let's tell you what he came up with. He came up with Romper Room 1972, however, by having Bray Wyatt come out as an arrogant... I wouldn't say arrogant, but he came out... have Bray Wyatt come out as a freaking little kitty show host, however, and hosting his own talk show called Uncle Bray's TV Funhouse. Oh, goody. What is this? 1971 Romper Room is back on WWR television out of New York, however, every any other station they had Romper Room aired on their TV show back then, however, and we had to have Bray Wyatt play the part of the host again. What are you guys thinking? Seriously, we thought Bray Wyatt was going to come back, however, maybe again as the Max Cady, a.k.a. Robert De Niro of the WWE, and maybe do something similar, the same thing he had been doing for before. But no, this time we decided to bring him back, however, as a little kitty show guest host, however, and be a little smiley, happy kitty show uh, MC, however, by saying to everyone, however, basically, however, he's happy to have uh, two new friends with him. Abby the Witch and Mercy the Buzzard. Oh, goody. Let's just make this uh, continue to be a lackluster show in a lot of ways by having Romper Room on my television show. So, yeah, once again, Raw did a terrible job this weekend. As far as SmackDown goes, I'm going to have a nice little rant about that, too, tomorrow, so you can be forewarned ahead of time. It's not going to be pretty what I'm going to have to say about SmackDown, either. So, yeah, once again, Raw totally shit and crap the bed, as we would expect, however... So on a scale of 1 to 10, I give Raw a 0.5 out of 10. Yeah. Thank you very much, J.D. Uh, I guess I couldn't have said it better myself. There are folks, of course, saying it like it is, as we always do. John added one, one added one other thing. Of course, he said, you see here, Vincent, man, all this is on your hands. But you've lost CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Alberto Del Rio, John Morgan. 
Dak Swagger, Ryback, Evan Bourne, Wade Barrett, the Rhodes Brothers, Ty Dillon, Drew Luke Harper, uh, AJ, Emma, and everyone that's worked for you now. You've lost Dean Ambrose, and you may lose Sasha. This is because why is because you're booking the same storylines that have been rebooked. You're burying, burying other, other superstars. If WWE continues to do this, then they will start start losing one like Ben Balor, Andre Cien, Almas, Bailey, and all the other stars that are currently working. Let's play the A-hole thing on Kevin Dunn. And, oh, yes. Okay. John will play that here in just a second. I know what he's talking about. I actually have a couple of SmackDown updates here, guys. I want to go ahead. I want, wanted to go ahead and bring that here to you. And tonight's main event here, uh, after tonight's main event took place, where we thought that this was apparently going to be going uh, uh, like it did last week, but apparently they uh, they changed it a little bit here. Apparently, Kevin Owens brutally attacked Kobe Kingston and Xavier Woods after tonight's main event. So, oh boy. Boy, that didn't last long, did it? Only so one week, however, and once again, they got greedy and rushed, they had to rush everything, however. Great idea, Vince. They can't work. They could not resist putting Kevin Owens back in that role that he's been known for for quite a bit. And that's, of course, obviously the the heel mode thing. And, of course, as as as, as Fonzie did mention, Fonzie did have to leave us, but we do thank you for coming on. Um, uh, Charlotte did defeat Bailey to earn a SmackDown Women's title match against Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank. So, like we said, so Becky Lynch will have her hands full, of course, against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title, and now against Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's title at Money in the Bank on May the 19th. So, there you go. <clears throat> of course, John says, Vince, you're killing WWE. First, your, your first mission was, uh, for, for killing WWE was, of course, when you killed Owen Hart. You let someone get behind the scene, kill Chris Benoit and his family. John's trying to say a lot of the obvious here. So, like I said, with eight with AEW's pay per view on the horizon, here we got. Like I said, uh, come uh, let me see, what, uh, Thursday I think it'd be exactly a month, I believe, before that pay per view. Yeah, it's not that far away, folks. I mean, it's it's going to be yeah. interesting. Now, I mean, it's going to be uh, like I said. May 25th. I mean, today is, as it is, April 23rd. We're less than four weeks away. Right. Exactly. So there you have it there, folks. And like I said, WWE has money in the bank to work with here. They know they're against the ropes here. Of course, with AEW making, you know, becoming that much more of a threat. Vince McMahon knows that. Like I said, now he's got something. He's got a new... An, 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 a new wolf with much sharper fangs than what it was in ECW and WCW back in the day. And those three letters, like we said, are A-E-W. And, of course, John's also saying you're pushing Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, and all of them. That, that, does Corbin deserve the TGI Friday's bartender? Uh, no, Corbin needs to be the destructive man one, once when he was in the WWE. It turned him out to be a joke, and Vincent Linson get away with it. Well, it's like I said, I actually said this to JD last night here. I got to mention this right here. You know, like I said, I mean, Corbin, like, when he first came up, was not bad. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, he's a top, top notch performer. But like I said before, I mean, 
they can't keep him, you know, dressed up like he's running the show. So technically, right, because he's not, of course, after we saw what happened back in December. Unless, of course, they're keeping him in that fashion to possibly make that some sort of, uh, make that possibly happen again. Who knows? Obviously, Kurt Angle no longer a viable threat against Corbin. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, of course, I hope not, but we don't want to see that again because that right there was a total train wreck. Um, but we'll have to uh, we'll have to we'll have to do something here big time. Uh, John says it's time Triple H takes the business from Vince and has and has and get Vince removed from the WWE. Also, need to put him in a old folks home, by the way, too, John. I yeah, believe. really, I think they should. Well, it's be two hours long. Said that numerous times. We need to go back to two hours. I mean, I'll, it, it makes better sense. Uh, and and use a pre and do a pre-show. But, you know, but the sad part is, though, John said that. And you know what? The sad part is, they're not going to because they're tied up. Like I said, for quite a while with this whole thing with USA. And the thing is, USA has got to approach them. However, they can't approach. Like I said, how are USA? They've got to approach USA. How are say, hey, we want. We want to shorten our show a little bit, but you know what? They're going to say, no, you signed this contract. This is the way it's going to be. And you know what? We're going to be stuck with it, and it's a shame. It, it, it is a shame. Uh, and John says, of course, I, I kind of like it's kind of like a little political uh, slogan or something. Said, right now, in quotation marks, as John says, Vince McMahon needs to be impeached from the WWE. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. John also thinks his opinion that Stephanie's sleeping around with all the people that Vince is letting go, and of course secretly hiding it off from Triple H. <laughs> That's true. That's that true. Point there. One day. It was surprising one day. Of course, you remember they there's always there's always been the uh, um, um, the the discussion about a long time ago about apparently a supposed fling between Stephanie and Randy Savage. But I mean, of course, we never they were able to confirm that. So, I mean, you, you, I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry mm, about And that, too, by the way. And, ladies and gentlemen, and as, as J.D. always puts it, the following belt that you heard on Revolution Night, ladies and gentlemen, being brought to you by no sh- with zero sugar, zero calories, it is Diet Coke, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, get it in the 2-liter bottle, 1.25-liter bottle, also the 20-ounce bottle, and also, of course, uh, also in the little – in a, in a loom can, of course, a 12-pack or a six-pack, however you want to get it. Enjoy that great taste of Coca-Cola, of course, with no sugar, no calories and all. Take it from Mr. W. Stephen U.S. It's Diet coke delicious. Remember, it's Diet Coke. <clears throat> of course, right now, but right now, Kevin Dunn and Vincent Mann have burned the WWE down. Well, we can give you an update on the game right now. Vegas is up one nothing after one period of play. Right now, Kevin Dunn and Vincent Mann had burned the WWE down. It was good at one time with the Attitude Era, and then it died. Then it died down all because of Owen Hart, Christian, Juan, Eddie Guerrero. Of course, Vince we lost them, and having John Cena and Ro, Roman Reigns go over a lot, and also screwing over guys like CM Punk, John Morrison, Alberto Del Rio, even of course right back Jack Swagger, Gold Dust, and even Cody Rhodes. So uh, there, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks right there. And John, of course, says John has put it uh, put it appropriately here. They are. I, th- I think it's, I think basically we're gonna. John, I'm going to actually actually do you do you that uh, 
do you that solid right there here uh, so let me let me let me try to find that here uh, okay uh yes here we go oh wait a minute hold on i need to turn i might need i might need to turn the volume up on this one uh, that might work a little bit okay <laughs> yeah there you go yeah john you, you you put it quite well indeed so also ladies and gentlemen uh, uh great great points all around here made tonight thank you gentlemen of course also i want to thank the heartbreak kid fonzie for coming on and getting his take in of course of what happened last night as well uh coming up remember tomorrow night ladies and gentlemen don't forget wws outside the ropes at 630-141-387 pound <clears throat> um as um as of course we will talk about of course the latest pop culture news of course movies music sports uh i'll be bringing some news courtesy of 411mania.com jd will bring you the box office up report and also some sports updates as well and we'll also get some we'll, we'll go and get some thoughts from the human suitcase machine john gross <clears throat> so be sure to join us for like i said outside of the ropes tomorrow night at 6 30 right here on talk shoe call id 141-387-POUND uh <clears throat> and and john's already left us for the evening in other words, JD, uh, I don't know. I don't know if JD is keeping a beautiful lady uh, from us or not. Because he goes, he says he's going to go get off for the night. <laughs> no, he's going to go watch some baseball games first. But he he's going to go get off. But he's going. To, well, JD, that's a double whammy. He's going to get off. That and is he's a double whammy. And he's going to be watching. He's going to be watching some. Be looking at some balls. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Also, don't forget at eight o'clock tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, one three nine nine two five pound WWS wrestling debate. Of course, the Madness Kingdom will be throwing it out all on the table, everything about from Raw, SmackDown. Uh, excuse me, implications, of course, on uh, Money in the Bank coming up. Of course, more AEW news and other wrestling stories popping up here as well. So be sure to join for wrestling debate tomorrow night from eight to nine, one three nine nine two five pound. Excuse me, not that either. Also, don't forget Revolution tomorrow night uh, from 9 to 11, 8055 pound. Our live video feed will be from our Ring of Honor tribute group, ROH US Honor of the Ring. News and views, history and birthdays. And also, <clears throat> and also, of course, our thoughts and opinions on tonight's SmackDown live show, which we'll have a lot to say here after what's going on here. Uh, so be sure to listen in on that. Of course, uh, tomorrow night, of course, is our Triple Threat Wednesday comes up here on the in the radio network also folks don't forget this thursday night on wolfpack episode number 200 we popping up here of course uh 138521 pound our live video feed coming in from the nwo wolfpack radio facebook page itself <clears throat> and also don't and also don't forget in addition to news and views and history and birthdays we will share some interesting moments here that we've had here on wolfpack the past 200 episodes so be sure to check us out here uh this thursday night 138-521 pound for our episode number 200 of wolfpack as well uh friday's revolution of course our live video feed from awa us history lives news and views history and birthdays and other fun stuff that we'll definitely talk about here of course uh friday night of course from 9 to 11 right here on talk shoot <clears throat> 
And also don't forget at 6 o'clock, of course, Saturday evening will be WSWS Power Hour, 141-364-pound, as we'll be reviewing everything that's taking place here in the radio network. Plus, also be bringing you, of course, <clears throat> uh, Saturday's wrestling history and birthdays, and plus also some news out of 411mania.com. Be sure to join us for Power Hour this coming Saturday night, starting at around 6 o'clock. Also, ladies and gentlemen, just want to give you a quick reminder for, of course, for the avid eBay shopper for and, and you and also your family. Be sure to check out, of course, an eBay store called Perpetual Uniquity, uh, Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual. Over almost 330 items, of course, currently posted on there even as we speak. Everything, of course, coming in from men's and women's clothing to Kiss and other rock and roll memorabilia. Also, of course, video games for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360 and PSP, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs, of course, all different genres, uh, <clears throat> everything from action to comedy to um, true stories to horror, animated. Heck, we even got some wrestling titles popping on there, folks. We've even added some wrestling T-shirts on there recently, so be sure to check those out there as well. You might you might find something there that yes, might be I have big balls on the front. Uh, yeah, yeah, and John and JD says he cannot buy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So check out Perpetual Uniquity, of course. Like I said, www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash <clears throat> Perpetual Uniquity. That's P E R P U T A L U N I Q U I T Y. Like I said, at Perpetual Uniquity, it is internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Also, there's a link on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to check that out. Also, I want to mention to you, ladies and gentlemen, last night I'm doing this as a trial run, and I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions here uh, on YouTube. I've actually recorded a video talking about the week's shows uh, between tonight and uh, Saturday night. So please please check that out on YouTube as well. Um, and uh, like I said, please be sure to leave some, uh, some comments on that as well. I've even posted the video on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. So you can take a gander at it and uh, give us your take about what you about what you think about it, and uh, we love that we love to hear your thoughts and opinions on it as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, one comment I wanted to make myself about Raw. Uh, all, 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 all I gotta say, all I gotta say is, is that it, mainly what I gotta say is. You know, Hanson, Hanson and Rowe, I'm going to refer to them as that because that's the way I remember them when they were in NXT. Either, either they decide on an official name for these guys or, you know, don't give, don't, or, or, or make some sort of determination as far as, you know, you know, maybe making, making the call that, you know, maybe it wasn't their time to come up. And it was about, and maybe they need to put them back in NXT until they decide to do something a whole lot better. But if you can't decide on the name, I mean, don't change what you got. I mean, the War Raiders, I think, was fit them perfectly, in my personal opinion. Um, like I heard, they wanted to call Heavy Machinery something different. But I mean, that right there was kind of a mistake too, in my own personal opinion. But that's a don't change a good thing if, if it's going to go wrong, if it's going to go around that way. I mean, you, you didn't, they didn't do it to Ricochet, right? They didn't do it to Aleister Black. Black. Right. And, of course, some of your folks who are big 
names now who was in NXT for a time. They didn't do it to Charlotte. They didn't do it to Sasha. They didn't do it to Becky. They didn't do it to Bailey. They didn't do it to Seth Rollins. They didn't do it to, um, oh gosh, uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. They, uh, I mean, they might have changed her look a little bit, but they didn't change her name. That's what I'm talking about is the name. Um, you know, uh, Nakamura, thank God it didn't do it. They didn't change it. They didn't change Rusev that much, except maybe taking the Alexander off for another, maybe. I don't know. Um, but like I said, I mean, if, if, if everyone, if, if the name sticks and all that, if the name works for, I mean, don't change it. I mean, that right there, that right there is one reason why WWE, you're hurting. It's, it's because, like I said, you, you want to make change, you want to determine. You know that you know that you know when if you have a whole lot of these guys and gals who started and started on a great run in NXT, you know you feel that they need to go to WWE. Fine, on the main roster, fine. But don't. But like I said, one one important thing I've often heard about wrestling, and JD, I'm sure you probably agree with this too, is you know one one aspect that you got to have in order to be successful is you got to have a good name to be the clincher. In my personal opinion. And the thing about it is what they're doing is they're thinking that the names that they were given in NXT apparently didn't seem it's not it's not seeming to work well for any of these guys, according to your higher ups and all that stuff. So what do they want to do? They want to repackage them as something else. No, 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 that's not that's not the way you're supposed to do that. Stay with what you got. And let it go with that, you know, let them get worked up to a favorite pitch and a point to, okay, you know, it's getting worked up pretty bit, uh, you know, it's work, it's going to work out pretty well. And then, you know, if you, if you feel that, you know, they need to change it somewhere down the road, you know, after they become well-established, that's the term I want to use, well-established, then, okay, you know, maybe you can change it, maybe a little bit of it, but don't change it all the way. I mean, now, don't do it now. It's too soon to do that. Wait until they get wait until they get well well established, well known before you do anything like that. You didn't also but keep in mind you didn't do it with the guys like uh Sammy Zane. You didn't do it to Finn Balor. You didn't do it to uh oh gosh, what was another Kevin Owens. You didn't do it to he didn't do it to Samoa Joe. I mean, right? I mean, I mean I can I can I can I can name a big list of people that, that they brought off of NXT. You didn't heck, you didn't heck, didn't do it to Bobby Roode. You didn't need to change him. And yeah, now that's another one right there. Now, yes, he's well established. He was well established when he came into NXT, and now, of course, being on the main roster. My personal opinion is about what they did, what he's starting to look like tonight, uh, as of last night. I'm sure JD would agree with me on this. Yeah. My only, my only, my only reasoning for this is for, for this change is that 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 Vince that that somebody within the WWE hierarchy will say, or empire will say, as they will probably want to start calling themselves. Maybe I don't know. Probably got permission from the family of the one of one. My, even though he was a heel, I still consider him one of the best wrestlers of all time. Did not get a lot of more credit, not a lot of credit as he deserved, and that was the late and great ravishing Rick Rude. I will give him that. I will give him that. Yes, he is a tremendous competitor. He was a tremendous competitor. 
He he paid his dues. He did a whole lot to get up to where he was. You know, I would love to see him do a whole lot more and all that had it not been for what happened to him back in 99. That was very unfortunate. You know, he could have done a whole lot more 20 years later. But, I mean, it's, it is sad. I mean, and they waited even this long until like a few years ago to finally put him in the Hall of Fame, which was also a darn shame too. But my personal opinion is, unless they got permission from Rick Rude's family for to, to have Bobby Rude start coming out there, you know, doing the, doing the thing from Bobby to Robert like he did before, like he did that in TNA. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Impact Wrestling hasn't called called WWE on that front because he was doing the Robert Rude thing in in, in, in Impact Wrestling for a while. If I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, but the mustache is a tad too much. It's just a tad too much. It's, I mean, the thing about it is it looks like Bobby, like Robert Rudd doesn't have it, or whatever you want to call him, doesn't have any lips. And before, and the thing about it is, what would be the ultimate nail in the coffin, with all due respect to Rick Rude up there? With all due respect to Mr. Rude, to the one and only Rick Rude. But to put the ultimate nail in the coffin, is that if all of a sudden they start having Robert Rude do Rick Rude's finishing maneuver, that right there would be the ultimate insult, in my personal opinion. As talented as Robert Rude is, as gifted as Robert Rude, Bobby Rude, whatever you want to call him, as gifted as that superstar is, and J.D., you can back me up on this, MLD would back me up on this. Rick Rude would be flipping over in his grave if he knew that somebody, somebody was, that they, they placed somebody in his own role, you know, 20 some years after he died. Yep. I mean, he's looking down there saying, What the heck are you doing? <coughs> I, wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if Rick Rude's family watches WWE now. I doubt it. But, I mean, are they seeing it now? And all of a sudden, they were looking at it and say, wait a minute, that guy kind of looks like our father. Kind of looks like my husband. I mean, I mean, I mean what, what, what's, what's the deal here? I mean, don't mess with the classics. Don't mess with the – Don't mess – Okay, thank you. Don't mess with the, don't mess with the greatest, of course. Because bottom line, bottom, bottom line here is pure and simple. Either, you know, if they're if they are if they are starting to do two or three little changes here and there towards Bobby Roode's character, I mean, they moved Chad Gable from Raw to SmackDown. They separated that tag team. Uh, they 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 Bobby Roode's now star calling himself Robert Roode once again. Uh, the, the next thing you know, they put this real big, as JD says, '60s porn star mustache on. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, even you saw Robert Rude doing the lips thing like like the late Rick Rude used to do. I mean, what would Rick Rude be thinking now if he saw that he was taking over his gimmick? I mean, who, I mean, what 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 would they what would they say? I mean, it it would be it'd be kind it'd be kind of hard to uh, it'd be it'd be kind of hard be kind of hard to solve, but. All I gotta say is, is, if they're going to do that and all that, do it right. Don't, 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 don't waste it. I mean, 
Because like I said, you're 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 messing around with a man's talent for crying out loud. And the last thing that you the last thing that you need is you know is, is like I said for number one, you know the talent complaining and all that that this is not going over the way it should be, and number two, the family of a legendary superstar who's been gone for twenty years, <clears throat> you know popping on the door saying why in the world is or one is one of your new, current superstars mocking everything that our that our uh that our that our father did i mean what's what, what's what's the deal here folks so we're just going to wait and see we're definitely just going to wait and see you know what you know what what all happens here i mean seriously um uh jd are you back with us he's not back yet um, let's give me this one more time here, folks. As we get ready to close it up here, let's give me this one more time. One six zero five five six two zero four four. I'm back. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode six fifty nine of Revolution <clears throat> for, of course, for uh, Tuesday, uh, April twenty third, two thousand nineteen. This is WWS Chad Hinchon, the Ice Alamo. Here left with you tonight. He was super. Already left for the evening. As has the heartbreak kid finds we do thank them for coming on here tonight. And we do think of that big response of, of folks who came on and, and took a look at our um listen to our episode from our live video feed here from uh WWS Legacy tonight. We do thank them for coming in and all, including of course a friend of mine and JD's, of course, I'm referring to Captain Dave Spieler. Uh JD's you don't mind quick plug. Yes, check the Captain Corners podcast our and the Heaven Wrestling Federation tell him JD the Iceman sent you, you will not be disappointed whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, JD, any more quick updates on the hockey game? We're going to get an update here just a second, however. Uh, we do know that tomorrow night there is a crucial game seven between Carolina and Washington. We do know that. We'll be watching that throughout the evening. And of course, the draft is this Thursday. However, we will let you know very quickly. It is da, 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 da. It is still one nothing early in the second period, however, between Vegas and like I said, however, San Jose. Thank you, Ryan Mitch J D. Anything else you wish to add before we close up the shop here for you? Like I said, if you thought the icebreaker for Raw was something, however, you're in for a surprise, maybe, on possibly the SmackDown recap power compared to the Raw rant I had tonight. Okay. Well, especially after the updates we did have here, of course, obviously, we now know that Becky Lynch is probably going to be doing double duty at Money in the Bank, and I'm pretty sure she would be able to handle it. I'm not doubting Becky Lynch at all whatsoever. Of course, as we now know, she will be defending the Raw women's title against Lacey Evans, and now we now know that she will be defending the SmackDown Women's title against Charlotte Flair, thanks to, of course, a win between, uh, that Charlotte did gain over Bailey tonight on SmackDown. We'll talk more about that here, of course, coming up uh, on Revolution here tomorrow night. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, you know, a big thing coming out of SmackDown here. Apparently, Kevin Owens is being possibly placed back into the heel position as apparently he attacked WWE champion Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods after the main event of SmackDown Live tonight. 
So this uh, that ought to be a very all next for a very interesting uh, discussion tomorrow night. And I'm sure JD that'll be one thing that'll probably be talked about on debate tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Yes. So yes, so you better believe on that. Other than that, JD, anything else, sir? Going to bring to nope. Okay. On that note, here, folks, we do want to thank you for joining us here tonight for episode six fifty nine of Revolution here. I do want to thank, of course, right here the Iceman Jared Geralmo here for joining us. As well as, of course, I do want to thank the Human Suitcase Machine, John Gross, and also the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for joining us here tonight as well. And also all of our big, also all of our friends here on WC, from WWS Legacy here for joining us here for tonight's live video feed. Uh, <clears throat> but like I said, we have a big lineup planned here, of course, coming up, like I said, for tomorrow, starting with Outside of the Ropes at 6.30. And then, of course, uh, of course that's 141387-pound. Wrestling debate tomorrow night at eight o'clock, one three nine nine two five pound. And then of course, once again, Revolution one three eight zero five five pound with our live video feed coming in from ROHUS Honor of the Ring. <clears throat> Revolution Revolution episode six fifty nine is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. For the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and our friends from WWS Legacy here tonight. This is, this is Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back at you here, starting with Outside the Ropes, tomorrow night at 6.30, right here on TalkShoe.com, of course, part of the now uh, <coughs> infamous WWS Radio Network. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I always say here, for all for, for your, your source for all discussions involving wrestling and it, rest, uh, wrestling and other points in pop culture and everything in between, it is indeed the WWS Radio Network. Have a good night, everyone. We'll talk at you tomorrow night. And take care. <laughs>